0: BLOB TALK RADIO Good evening everyone, this is Deb with MediaNet Radio. As everyone knows, I'm welcoming to the airwaves actor Riley Bodenstab. Riley is starting to make a name for himself in Hollywood. You may know Riley from his portrayal of Cole Hines on the daytime drama Days of Our Lives, where his character is complicating the love story of young J.J. and Paige. Fortunately for us, Riley has also been seen on the hit FX drama, Justified, with Timothy Oliphant in the role of Derek Waters. Be sure to follow Riley Bowdenstab on Twitter, Audacious Bode. And you can view his credits on IMDb as well. Let's welcome to the show Riley Bodenstab. Hi, Riley. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good, thanks for having me on the show, really appreciate it. Oh, of course, anytime. Now, um, you portray Cole Hines on Days of Our Lives, and yes, the character—yes, <laughs> the character—is complicating poor, poor teen love story JJ and Paige. Poor babies. I what, know. <laughs> what has the audience reaction been to your character since you are coming between them? Well, I mean, it's, uh, from what I've seen
1: so far, it's just starting to get going, you know. But, like, it, it, uh, it's been pretty mixed, interestingly enough. You know what I mean? I mean, some people are really, like, into Cole and some people are really into JJ. And it's kind of, you know, I, I've definitely had my my people that have kind of jumped on the Cole train. Well, no pun intended. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's been fun. I mean, everybody's kind of got their own opinion. That's what's great about the soap opera world is people get really into the storylines and that's kind of the point, right? So, like, you know, kind of lose yourself in it and have fun and there's no one right side. It's not like any, you know, it's not like there's, like, a main protagonist in these things and that's what's kind of fun about it. You kind of get to decide who you like and which character you're rooting for and whatnot, so.
0: Absolutely. Now, what brought you to daytime?
1: Uh, Oof, what brought me to daytime? Well, the casting director, Marnie, Is who I have to thank for that. You know, she brought me in on it. She believed in me, and you know, they uh, they saw me as Cole, I guess. So it it kind of was a slow development, but he he's gotten, you know, his uh, storyline has gotten more and more intricate as time has gone on. So I've I've lucked out in that sense. So wonderful,
0: wonderful. Yeah. Now let's switch gears a little bit um, on Justified. Oh, and and obviously the writers and producers. I got to throw that in there. Marnie brought it to
1: them, but you know. (laughs) They kept writing me in, so I gotta thank them as well.
0: So. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it, that means that you are making an impact, which is a wonderful thing, um, yes, Riley. I hope so. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's let's switch gears a little bit and um, talk about prime time on Justified. You portrayed mm, yes. a drug dealer, Derek <laughs> Waters.
1: Yes, I have
0: in um, the picture of you on the motorcycle, I mean, that is, that's quite a, quite a picture. Um, yeah. How did you, pre- how did you pre- prepare for this role?
1: Um, well, Derek, Derek's a little bit mis, uh, a little misunderstood, <laughs> kind of like Paul in that way. So I was actually able to pull a little bit from my work on that. I mean, I try to make every character unique and individual and, kind of bring new elements I'm uh I've been through a lot of very intense type of you know I'm classically trained but I'm also method trained and I I don't really kind of take the one school of thought for acting but I do really weave all these kind of trainings I've had I worked at a theater for a long time I got you know, a lot of crazy stories kind of just my transition from like I was an engineering major originally sort of getting into mm-hmm. acting Wow. That, um yeah, I mean, I always was involved in film growing up, but uh, kind of more behind the camera, and I didn't kind of got into acting by accident. I, it was the only liberal arts class, and I had to take a liberal arts uh, class in my engineering school and, uh, first semester, and literally my first semester in college, I got into acting, and it just kind of took off from there pretty quickly. But, mm-hmm. you know, Derek, um, Derek is basically, and how I kind of prepare for that was, you know, I, I had to do a bunch of acting training, and I kind of worked on that when I was getting ready for the role. And, you know, it's it's like anything. You just, you just get into it, you dive head first, and you kind of just trust your gut a lot. And you just really go into it and think about who this person is and where did he come from and what are all those little intricacies that make him who he is and things that have happened to him in his life that make him react good and bad in situations or do the things that they do, you know. Everybody's really kind of – we're all so different, but we're all so similar deep down. And it's really more of our experiences that really kind of affect how we handle situations in life. I mean, genetics and things too, as well. But, you know, situational things that happen to us as we grow up really do affect it. That's kind of when you really dive into really intense acting training, you learn that. And, um, you really, it's kind of like psychology in a way. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that's kind of how I approach it. So
0: that's, that's, that's an interesting, uh, um, look into it. Um, it it obviously must have been nice to, to work with such a respective show as Justify you you're you're working with Timothy Alaphant, you're working with oh, Sam yeah. Shepherd, the legendary Sam Sam Shepherd. What was it like working with him on this show? Sam was awesome.
1: Like Sam I, I'm a big Sam Shepherd fan and I don't get very starstruck very often. Um but with him, I was just like, oh, my God, Sam Shepard. Like, this is awesome. I'm a huge Tombstone fan. It's one of my favorite movies. I, I love Western so. um You know, and tons of things he's been in. He's a really great guy. He, I've been really, really lucky to work with a lot of supportive actors. I don't know if it's just stories in from other people of bad actor, like, you know, very ungenerous actors or times have changed. But. If so, I've lucked out because all those guys were really, on all the stuff I've done, everybody's just been really great and really supportive and really generous. So, and Sam was right there, right up there. He's a lot more like his character than I would have expected in some ways, like just his persona. It's really funny. Like, you know, he's exactly what you'd expect in a great way. You know what I mean? He's just so like charming and kind of, he's got that voice and it's, you know, it's, it's not a show. That's who he is, so. Uh, he, right. he was a great guy and he was really nice to me, so I was really happy to, you know, work with him.
0: So absolutely. Um, did you know that you would be coming back to the show?
1: No, I had no idea.
0: So. Oh, that's a wonderful kinda, thing.
1: Yeah, it's great. I mean, the the thing is, like, this and this happens in daytime. It happens in all TV. You really never know what's going to happen. Like, I mean, it, it's very rare that you get a series where they. Um, You know, they basically where they have everything mapped out. You know, they they kind of like go with the flow too. It's an organic process that kind of unfolds, and they see what works and what doesn't. It's like anything else, and you know, they they've always got an idea. I'm pretty sure it really depends on the show, but um, you know, it's like anything. They don't want to like constrain their art. They want to kind of live with it and see what happens and see how things go as well. So. and that's kind of part of the process. We're, we're just as much on the ride as a lot
0: of the audience members as actors. I mean, not entirely, obviously, but in many ways, so. Right. Well, that, that means a lot, though, for you to be brought back. That means that whatever your character is doing is enough to pull you back in for more story, which is yeah. fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm very lucky. It's it's my first reoccurring uh, guest star now in prime time. So I've had other guest star parts, but this is my first reoccurring one.
0: So it's a, nice. it's
1: a big step for me, and it's starting to create some other ap- opportunities and avenues as
0: well. So, Oh, I can, I can imagine. Um, you have played, obviously, on both daytime and primetime now. What have you found as the biggest difference between the two? Um, the pace
1: is one of the biggest things. Uh, you hear this mm-hmm. a lot, and it's true. I mean, kind of a funny anecdote, like my first – the day I had my first line on set on uh, Days of Our Lives, they were like, it was one of these days where they were moving very fast and it, you know, it was going well. So they're like, haste hey, two. and they, you know, they're trying to get some things done. They had some really hard shots to get to later in the day that they needed more time for. So when we were, they were going, they were like, okay, we're going basically straight to tape, and I was like, oh, what? Is, wait, what? Like I'd never done it before, so I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, well, basically no rehearsal and you just go. I'm like. Wait, so I just have to do my lines and there's nothing else and they're like, Yep, let's go, you'll get it I'm like, All right, here we <laughs> go So it was like trial by fire but you know it, it makes you it really um it forces you to step up your game a lot. It's kinda like theater in that way. You know, there's no there's no second shot in theater. And I mean obviously they're recording it so you know they're you know, worse worse comes to worse, but you don't you know, you wanna be on point. You wanna do your job and you wanna be a professional, so the speed at which they go is is probably one of the biggest differences, you know. Uh, when you're shooting, when you're delivering that many episodes a week, you have to move faster. It's just the nature of the business. So, and, and they do a really good job handling it. It's amazing. They're just such a well-oiled machine. So that's one of the big differences I would say that I noticed um, very quickly and early on. And um, you know, there's just there's all these other little subtleties. I'm trying to think of specifics, but it's kind of like in a, it's kind of like being a little bit of part of a time capsule. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean in a good way. Like because they've been doing it for so long, especially on the days of our lives, you very rarely have a crew that again I use the word already a machine. They're like a well oiled machine in such right. a good way. And you just don't you don't get that in the in a in this business. Good and bad. Like a lot of times it's very new teams, new things, everybody's new, like especially in a feature and no one's ever worked together, even if they had, it's on little individual levels or small pockets of groups that work together. Everybody kinda knows each other in some way that they, the more you get up there, the smaller the industry gets in a lot of ways. But, um, yeah, you, you've got, like, it's really fun to be a part of something that's been around for so long, and it really has kind of, like, a system. And, you know, there's so many veterans there, and everybody kind of knows the ropes and whatnot. It's, it's fun.
0: It's cool. So, Do you, do you believe that um, you... Approach daytime differently with your character uh, than your nighttime work because you don't have as much time at night to develop a character, or is it the same kind oh, of character development? That's developed? a good question. Sorry, go ahead. Huh?
1: All right, I'm sorry. I cut you off. What was that second part? Uh,
0: well, is, is that or is that just your character development in general? You know,
1: it's hard to say. That's a really good question. No one's ever asked me that before. Um, I would have to say that it is the same. I think I approach it ultimately the same way, but there are nuances that I have to do that are different. I'd say it's more like theater in some ways. It's a blend. I I approach daytime a little bit like I would approach theater. You've got a lot more cameras on you, too, so you're more covered. So it is almost like being on stage in that sense in that you, you know, a lot of primetime, they do they, they shoot multiple cameras, but it's just a different thing. They're lighting it a different way. That, it's a lot more like theater in the daytime world, so you have to be kind of, you kind of just go with the flow in a lot of ways, just like you're in theater. You just kind of roll with it. And you do that in primetime as well, but it's it's a little bit, it's just subtle, very small subtlety. So ultimately, my, on a characterization level, I really try to approach it the same way because I feel like ultimately, I come from the school of thought of, like, acting is reacting a lot of times. So that's my major – that's that's where a lot of my training comes from, and that's Meisner technique, ultimately, is a lot of my background. I've done a lot – like I said, I've done a lot of different types of training, but I love acting and reacting off of people. So, you know, when, once you – we've been those subtexts, those realities, those backstories, those, yeah, whatever it is, ultimately, deep down in your process – then should be taking those things and then just being present and being in the moment with the other person that you're in the same with, and really acknowledging what they're giving you, you know? And because like at the end of the day, if you had something in your mind and you try to stick to that, but they're giving you something completely different, your job is really in life. You, you take what's given to you and you react to it. You know, if someone says something that you don't like, even if you say something on top of it, that's not the same thing that you mean deep down. The words can be many different things and you can have an internal a subconscious feeling about what you're saying differently. So if someone comes at me and says something like, you know, oh, I love you, but they mean it like you can tell underneath they don't mean it and they really hate you, you're going to give a totally different reaction than if they really do mean it. Right. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately that's kind of the, it all. it's all basically the same stuff at the end of the day. It's more just the kind of how you're playing on the technical level that changes it. So...
0: Interesting. Um, you you have a couple of films. I mean, you don't have enough to do. You, you know, you're doing prime time. You're doing daytime. You know, you're not busy enough. You're not busy, enough, <laughs> no, really. not busy at all. <laughs> um, so you have a couple of films slated for release this year. Um, they're mm-hmm. both in horror. Um, can you tell us about the character you portray in these films? I know one, uh, and It's a ghost story.
1: Yeah, that one was a fun project because that guy, he's... Um... Oh, man.
0: Let me try to figure
1: out how to say this without giving away too much what I can say. Um, so, in Villisca, my character is very, very, very dark. Like, he's a real... Oh, man. He's almost like an 80s throwback character in a great way. You know, just he's a true... Mm-hmm. He's a... <sighs> what kind of language can I use on this film? He's a, um, he's a bit of a... He's a bit of a prick, I
0: guess you could say.
1: Oh, so, okay. Can I say that? All right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and, and in the best kind of, like, in
0: the best kind of
1: way, almost, though. And I mean that from a, like, love to hate him kind of type of thing. I so, know. you know, like, they really, you know, there was all those great kind of, like, um, characters. And, you know, they still come up now, too, but that's what I like about his character. He's so It's so clear that you're just, you really don't like this guy. You know, I tried to bring the kind of like human element to him, and you know, he's kind of a jock. Yeah, so he's a lot different than a lot of the characters I played from that perspective. He's a he's a jock. He's kind of like the popular kid. He's um he's got this backstory that's just like he's been really misguided, even though he's had all these great things for him, and kind of that classic teen villain, if you will. And he really, you know, he doesn't handle the things that have brought to him well. So he he's created this kind of exterior persona insecurities and things and whatnot. And he's just, you know, you really don't like this guy. I mean, you do in some ways, he's kind of charming, but at the end of the day, he's like the things he does and says, it's like, Oh man, you're without using a really bad word. He's, he's kind of a prick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Um, now the last vote to Alcatraz. Uh, tell me about that.
1: That was fun. Um that character was very much like myself in a lot of ways. Um, I, mean, I mean I mean there wasn't some majorly defining thing that sets him a- apart from myself or a lot of little things that I you know never went through that he went through. There always is other things, but ultimately he was very um you know just kind of your regular average guy. I guess he's not too much like my because I've had a pretty crazy life, but <laughs> you know he, he, there wasn't anything super complicated about him. I guess in fact that's you know, he, he's got a he's got a real just kind of um, yeah. Gosh, I don't even know. There's so many actually comparisons and non-comparisons now that I haven't thought about it in a while. But it was a really cool journey at the very least to create him and then be on Alcatraz Island. He was a um, he's kind of one of these group of kids that gets you know that end up at on Alcatraz after hours and that's kind of where the whole thing takes place oh. and yeah we were filming all through the nights um you know on Alcatraz Island you, you know there's very few people that get to go film on there the producers right. did a really great job getting us to be able to film on there especially for a low budget film and uh it was really creepy and very eerie being on Alcatraz Island and shooting at night there were a lot of kind of Weird things
0: that happened and went on. So, I I, I was just about to ask you, uh, did you did you did you ever get were you guys in the the cells and things like that, or were you kind of gun shy like I would have been to get trapped in it? <laughs>
1: no, we were absolutely. They like locked us in one of the cells at one point, and there was actually some crazy stuff that went down. Um, there was actually a story I told not too long ago that was a, basically what happened was they were picking up some audio recordings and we we kept hearing these noises and they, they kind of sounded like someone like, you know, very in trouble or right. I don't even know how to describe it. We couldn't make out what it was saying and on our audio recorder it picked up the noises and, you know, even the security guards were like looking around because everybody heard it and they kept like tapping. It sounded like someone was banging on a pipe we thought maybe someone was there working like, cause there's all these, sometimes there's people that come in to work and whatnot after hours, cause it is a tourist destination. So they've got to up the property and we just right. trying to figure out what it was and we never were able to figure it out. And lo and behold, the, the noises were on the recorder, but it was too faint to make out what they were actually saying. But we, I mean, there were legitimate voices there and I, I don't know. I, I don't really believe in ghosts. So, but that was weird. It was very strange. So, and then there was kind of another thing to give you a new story. We had, uh, we had this one night that we were there and there was this kind of like shadow that looked like a person that kind of kept going oh. back in the frame. So oh. yeah, I just remember that. Yeah. This was really creepy. And it was like, you couldn't really tell, but it was almost like it would get bigger and then kind of smaller. Like it was kind of coming closer, like, or close it, as it got further away, it would get bigger though, because it got closer to the light source. You know what I mean? Right. Like The shadow got bigger. So we're like, what is this? Like, who is, you know, we told everybody to like quiet on set and, you know, they got all the security guards on the other side. Again, sent the guys out, couldn't find anybody. And we just, you never know. I mean, it could have been some person that, like, then just took off on a boat after that, and we didn't know. But it was still really weird. And, we, again, it was on the footage. So <laughs> it was really strange.
0: Wow. No, I, I, I truly, I, I know you don't believe in ghosts, but I truly believe that there are definitely places that are haunted and things like that. And I would yeah, well, imagine. Guess... Sorry, go ahead. I, I would imagine that Alcatraz would be one of those places because a lot of people died in prison, and oh, yeah. so there's a lot of spirits that are just probably unsettled.
1: Yeah, and I mean a lot of the security guards, they all have stories and stuff, and it was, just, it was a really interesting experience. I mean, definitely one of the most like uh, unique filming experiences I've had so far because, you know, the cool thing when you're working on the on these kind of independent features and whatnot is a lot of times you're on location. So, you know, you're not in, like, a big built set or something. You know, being right. on set is a really cool experience in itself. Like, you know, these vast things that they build on the studios and the lots and whatnot. But, uh, you know, the other side was kind of getting out there and getting real and getting grungy and gritty and being in location, too. So that was the most, like, unique place I've definitely gotten the film from the perspective of most people don't get to go there and do that after hours. And they took us out of all the... Areas you can't go as a tourist and whatnot and wow. see and things and so yeah it was pretty cool
0: so that well before we let you go Riley um, mm-hmm. now I understand you also are doing comedic roles now how does that fit into everything because that's a totally <laughs> different animal
1: yeah well you know drama interestingly enough was kind of a later in the game thing for me even though that's what got me started really um, I really. Responded early on to comedy, so funny enough. I think I've only, I've, I haven't been in on a lot of comedy parts, but like the few that I have been on, I, I don't want to say that I booked all of them, but I've booked a fair amount of them. But I just haven't gone in on much. So I'm hoping this opens up up some more doors because I love comedy. And again, coming back to the process, I think I look at comedy the same way I look at drama in a certain way. It's just you know you got to bring the reality to the character. Fun thing with comedy, especially depending on the comedy you have to gauge it if it's like a subtle, like kind of like sarcastic comedy, then you don't want to be too big. But then there's big slapstick comedy. You really get to play in comedy. Like there's, you know, cause it, it's so like you, you just get to have fun cause you're trying to just make people laugh ultimately. So yeah, right. I, I love
0: comedy. So Oh, that that's great. I would love to bring you back another time. You are, um, you have so much going on. Would you be open oh, to you. coming
1: back? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And the one the comedy one that you spoke of, that's uh I just got booked on a pilot. It's uh Life in pieces. So Oh fantastic. you yeah, hear
0: it here for people. Yeah. So we well, we want to thank you, Riley, for being with us. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure. Um, come back again very soon.
1: Oh, thank you so much, and thanks for having me. I'd love to come back.
0: So. Absolutely. Okay. Have a great day. All right. Bye bye. This will conclude our um, interview with Riley Bowdenstab. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at uh, Bode and uh, check out his credits. Uh, he's an up-and-coming uh, star, obviously. Have a great day. This is Deb, Media Night Radio.